Shalom to all. Today's daf is Psachim Dav Lamed Vav. We are starting six lines from the top, the third word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Bishos Esther Baschava Eshka. She should be granted a speedy refuah shleima. And the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanon Yachol Yotz Adam Yedei Chavasa Meiser Sheni B'Yerushalayim. You might think that you could be Yotz Your Chiyav of Matzah by eating Meiser Sheni in Yerushalayim. Talmud Leimer says in the pasuk Lechem Oini, and that's what's said about Matzah. Mashen Echol Baninos, something that's eaten in a stage of Aninos. Yotz excluding this Meiser Sheni Sheeni Nechol Baninos. It's not eaten in a stage of Aninos. Simcha, only in a state of Simcha. That's Rabbi Yisaglili's opinion. Now, Aninos is a stage before Avelos, the day that one of the seven close relatives of a person dies, he becomes an Ainin. About Meiser Shani, it says in the Pasuk, I never ate it in the state of Aninos. So we see that Meiser Shani is not allowed to be eaten in the state of Aninos, whereas Matzah is. Whereas Rabbi Kiva argues, Rabbi Kiva, he says, Matzah is Riba. It says the word Matzah many times in the Pasuk, and that's an inclusion even including Meiser Sheni. The Gemara asks, Im Kain, if so, according to Rabbi Kiva, Matam Olamer Lechem Oini. So why does it say the word Lechem Oini in the Pasuk? We explain, Pratli Isa Sheni Loisha Beyan Rishem Yudvash, that excludes dough that was kneaded with wine, oil, or honey. That's considered Matzah Shira, that's rich man's bread and not poor man's bread. The Gemara asks, My time with Rabbi Kiva, why does he darshan like that? We explain, Miksiv Lechem Oini. Does it say the word Lechem Oini? It doesn't have a Vav there. Aniksiv, it has an ani without a vav, meaning bread of affliction, poor man's bread, but nothing to do with aninos. Rabbi Yisaglili, he darshins, mi karinan ani, do we read it as ani? Aini karinan, it's read as aini, so therefore we could darshan it as aini even with an aleph. Rabbi Kiva, what about him? Hide the karina be aini, the fact that we read it as aini, kid shmuel is just like shmuel. The Amr shmuel, he says, lechem aini, why is it called lechem aini? Lechem sha'ainin olav dvarim harbe, it's a bread that we answer or declare many things over it, meaning we say the Haggadah and halal with this bread, with the matzah on the table. But now the Gemara asks, Rabbi Kiva really holds the dough that was kneaded with wine, oil, or honey is not to be used as matzah. You are not allowed to knead a dough on Pesach with wine, oil, or honey. And if you did do so, he says, it has to be burned right away. That's because these things make it rise so quickly, you're not even going to have enough time to bake it. It's going to become chametz right away, so you got to quickly burn it. They say, you could eat it. Meaning, even though it's going to make the dough rise really quickly, none Nonetheless, you have enough time to bake it before it becomes chametz, and if you successfully did so, you're allowed to eat it on Pesach. From Rabbi Kivan, he says, Shabbat haisa Rabbi Rabbi Yeshua. I resided by Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua, meaning I spent Pesach with them. And I needed a dough for them with wine, oil, or honey. And they didn't say anything to me. And now the Brasa continues. And even though you're not allowed to knead a dough with honey, wine, or oil, you could smear the top of the dough with it, similarly to the way we egg a challah. We take some egg, we put on top of the challah, we smear it on top to give it a nice crust, so too you're allowed to do so to the top of a dough, and now the Gemara just explains, Asal and Tanakama, that halacha is going back to the Tanakama's din, that even though you're not allowed to knead the dough with it, you're still allowed to smear it on top. continues the If you're allowed to knead the dough with it, then you're allowed to smear that thing on top of it. And if you're not allowed to knead it, you're not allowed to smear it on top. And the Brasa concludes, everyone agrees that you are not allowed to knead a dough with warm water, that's because it's going to become chametz right away, and therefore for no kneading dough on Pesach with warm water. But we see from here that Rabbi Kiva actually kneaded a dough on Pesach with wine, oil, or honey. So it seems to be that he says that it's okay. The Gemara answers, like Kasha, no stira, habiyant afrishen, habiyant afsheni. On the first day of Pesach, when there's a chiv da'iraisa to eat matzah, therefore you have to make sure that it fits under the category of matzah, lechem oini, it has to be bread of affliction, it's not allowed to have anything else mixed into it. However, biyant afsheni, meaning from the second day of Pesach and on, there's no chiv da'iraisa to eat matzah. You just have to make sure that you don't eat chametz. So therefore, as long as you make sure 
sure that this dough doesn't become chametz, you're even allowed to make matzah shira, you're allowed to knead other things into the dough. And this is similar to the following, just like Rabbi Shua had told his sons, on the first day of Pesach, do not knead the dough with milk, but from the second day on, you are allowed to mix the dough with milk. Ask the Gemara Vatani, we have a brass dough, you're not allowed to make any dough with milk, and if you did do so, call a pasasura, the whole bread is also b'nei hergal avera, because a person might accidentally do an avera, he might eat this milchig bread with fleshigs, and that's a problem. The Gemara answers right, this is really what he was telling his kids, on the first day of Pesach, don't mix honey into it, from then on, you're allowed to mix honey into it, or alternatively, really, we were talking about milk, it's just like what Ravina said, if you make a dough with milk, the size of the eye of an ox, so it's very small, that's permitted. He was telling his kids, if they can make a dough on Pesach with milk, if it's the eye of an ox, meaning you're going to eat it right away, you're not going to have any left over, you're going to accidentally run into an issue of eating it with meat. Now, we had mentioned in this previous Bryce of Shavin that everyone agrees that you're not allowed to knead a dough with warm water because it makes it become chametz very quickly. The Gemara has Mishnah Minachas. Why is this different than a carbon mincha? And we know that a carbon mincha was not allowed to become chametz. That now the Mishnah says, All carbon minchas are needed with warm water. And they ensure that it does become chametz. So, why is it that we would need a carbon mincha with warm water and we're not allowed to do so on Pesach? The Gemara answers, If we said that this is allowed to be done with someone who's a Zarah, they're diligent. This is talking about the Kaihanim. They ensure that it doesn't become Chametz. Yom Rebbe reason, does that mean that we're allowed to apply that even to someone who's not a Zaris? Meaning any person who wants to make dough on Pesach is not a Zaris. He's not necessarily diligent. So therefore, he's not allowed to knead it with warm water. The Gemara says, if so, that the Kaihanim are reason, and they're going to ensure that the carbon Mecha doesn't become Chametz, so Miltas Nami losses. We should be allowed to soak the kernels in water, and soaking them beforehand creates finer flour. Alama Amr Abzera, Amr Rabbar Yirma, Amr Shmuel. Why was it said? In the name of Shmuel, Chitin Shalmanachais, the wheat of carbon minachais. You are not allowed to soak in water. So the Gemara answers, Lishab is reason Isa. Kneading is done with his reason, is done with the Kaihanim. But Lisisa, Lesab is reason. Soaking of the kernels is not done with the Kaihanim. That's done way before it comes into the base of Mikdash. So therefore, it's not allowed to be soaked in water because, again, it might become Chamet. The Gemara asks, Lisha mi Isa is reason. The kneading was really done with the Kaihanim. Vaksiv, it says in the Pasik, Viatak Allah Shemin, and he shall pour oil on it. And then it says, Viyal Kain, he brings it to the Kain. And what do we see from here? Mikmitsa Ve'elech Mitzvah Kahuna. Only from the Kmitsa and Onwards is a mitzvah to have it done by the kain. Limit al yitziko belila. We learn from here that the pouring and the mixing of the mincha shekshir b'chaladim that's permitted to be done by anyone, and it's not necessarily done by a kain. So how could we say that it's done by a kain? The Gemara answers, "You're right." Lisha nehi de bezrizim lesa. You're right. The kneading is not necessarily done with a kaihanim, but b'makam zrizim isa. It is done in a place of zrizim, meaning it's done in the base of mikdash. How do we know this? The Amar Mar belila shekshir bezar. Mixing it is permitted with the zar. Chutz lachemes hazar b'sula. But outside of the wall of Azara, it's possible. The kalim that were used for the pouring, mixing, and kneading of the carbon mincha were all klishares, so it had to be done in the base of Mikdash. Therefore, the Kaihanim would oversee it to ensure that it didn't become chametz. However, la fuke la that excludes soaking the Enabiz reason that was not done with the Kaihanim, Vlaibu Makim's reason, it wasn't even done in the place where the Kaihanim are, it wasn't done in the base of Mikdash, it was done outside, so therefore, no soaking the kernels of wheat, they're going to be used for the mincha because that's not done with his reason. 
The Gemara asks, Umashna Minchas Oimer, why is this different than the carbon Oimer that's brought on the second day of Pesach? The Tanya says in the Brahmsa, Minchas Oimer, Loisa it is soaked if it's Sarvanaisa, and then it's gathered in a pile. So why are we allowed to do so? The Gemara answers, Sibor Shani. Since it's a carbon Sibor, Rashi says the carbon Sibor is overseen by Bezdin from the beginning all the way till the end. So even though it's not done in the base of Mikdash, since it's being overseen by Bezdin, so they're considered reason and they're going to ensure that it doesn't become Chametz. And the Gemara continues, Tan Rabbanan, You might think that you could be Yotzir of Matz with. Bikurim, we know that included in Bikurim, the first fruits are wheat and barley. So you might think that you could use the wheat and barley of Bikurim as matzah. Tamalimer, the Pasuk says, In all of your dwelling places, you should eat matzah. Matzah you're allowed to eat matzah if it's allowed to be eaten in all of your dwelling places. Yatsa Bikurim, that excludes Bikurim. It's not allowed to be eaten in all your dwelling places. You have to eat in Yerushalayim. That's his opinion. Rabbi Kiva, he argues, and he says, No, matzah umaru. We compare matzah tomorrow. It says in the it should be eaten with matzah and mar. So you see, we compare matzah and mar. Ma mar in a bikurim, just like mar is not part of bikurim, none of the bikurim are mar. Af matzah in a bikurim. So too, we're not allowed to use bikurim as matzah. The Gemara asks, if so, ima mar in bimina bikurim, mar doesn't have any type that's part of bikurim. We know that none of the bikurim is mar. So af matzah in bimina bikurim. So too, we should learn that matzah should have nothing to do with bikurim. What does that mean? Lamed vavam base on the top. We should exclude. Wheat and barley, that has a type in Bikurim. Again, we know that wheat and barley is part of Bikurim, so we should not be allowed to make matzah out of wheat and barley. The Gemara answers Tamalim, where we have a Pasak Matzah, Matzah, Reba, says the word matzah many times, and that includes that we are allowed to use wheat and barley. So the Gemara asks, Matzah, Matzah, Reba, if we're using this as an inclusion, then we should be allowed to eat wheat and barley even if it's Bikurim, and use it as our matzah. So the Gemara answers, you're right, Hadabir Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva was chayzer from that drasha, comparing matzah to mar, and really he agrees to Rabbi Yisrael's drasha of v'chamash v'seichem. Tatan, you have a b'raisa, yachal yatzadim dechavasu Bikurim. You might think a person could be yatzis chiv of matzah with Bikurim. Tamal Emer says in the Pasuk, b'chamash v'seichem teichel matzah, in all of your dwelling places, you eat matzah. Matzah nechels b'chamash only matzah that's eaten in all your dwelling places. That excludes Bikurim. It's not allowed to be eaten in all of your dwelling places. It has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. The Bryson continues, You might think that I'm also going to exclude Maeser Shani. Now we know that once Maeser Shani is brought into Yerushalayim, it's not allowed to be redeemed in order to be able to eat it outside Yerushalayim. So we see the Maeser Shani and Bikurim are very similar. Once they're in Yerushalayim, they're not able to be eaten out of Yerushalayim. So you might think that even Maeser Shani is not allowed to be used as matzah. Brasa continues, Talmud Leimer, Matis Matis Reba. We have the word Matzah many times, so we're including Maeser Sheni. The Gemara asks, Umar Rais Lerbais Maeser Sheni, Ulahitz Bikurim. What do we see to include Maeser Sheni? That's not allowed to be used as Matzah. However, we're excluding Bikurim. We answer, Marbani Maeser Sheni. I'm including Maeser Sheni, Sheesh Lehetu Bechamashvais. It has a hetter to be eaten in all other places. Kedrab Lazar, just like Rab Lazar, we're going to see this in a moment. Umaitz and Ibikurim, but I exclude Bikurim. Sheen Lam Hetu Bechamashvais. There is no hetter to eat Bikurim in any place other than Yerushalayim. Dom Rab Lazar, what Rab Lazar say? How do I know that if Master Shani became Tameshalim, they were allowed to redeem it even if he's in Yerushalayim? Tamalim says in the Pasak, You are not able se now the standard way of understanding this pasuk is If the journey is very long for you, you're not able to carry your burden. In the pasuk, understanding the pasuk is a burden. You're not able to carry all this master sheni, so you're able to redeem it. However, what's the drasha being made out of here? over here is being darshaned as eating. Shenemar says in the pasuk, Yosef gave food to his brothers, and it says in the pasuk, and he took portions from before him. Meaning, masis over here are portions. So if you're not able to 
eat it, meaning it's Tame, so you are allowed to redeem it. And here's the conclusion of our proof that Rabbi Kiva was Chayzer and agreed to Rabbi Yisraeli. Who had told us that your Yitzhak Chiv of Matzah with Maizer Sheini? Rabbi Kiva. It was Rabbi Kiva. He had told us that in the beginning of Lamed Vav Amad Aleph. And over here in this Brisa, we're excluding Bikurim from the Pasuk B'chomash V'Seichem. We're assuming this Brisa is like Rabbi Kiva because this Brisa includes Maizer Sheini, and we already know that Rabbi Kiva includes Maizer Sheini, and it excludes Bikurim from B'chomash V'Seichem. Shmami we see that Rabbi Kiva was chaser from his drasha comparing matzah to marer, and he agrees to Rabbi Yisegli's drasha of learning that Bikurim is not viable option for matzah from Bechal Meshvesechem. But now we continue asking, Rabbi Yisegli, typically Milechem Aini, why doesn't Rabbi Yisegli just learn that you're not allowed to use Bikurim for matzah because of Lechem Aini? Misha Nechel Ba'ini, something that's eaten in Aninos, Yatzazesh, Enechel, Alaba Simcha. This excludes Bikurim that's only eaten in the state of Simcha. So we answer, Savalik Rabbi Shemin, he holds like Rabbi Shemin, the Tanya, we have a brass of Bikurim Asrin Lainin, Bikurim is not allowed to be eaten by an Ainin, but Reb Shimon Matir, he allows it to be eaten by an Ainin. Reb Yisegli holds like Reb Shimon, that's why he needs a different drasha. Now, my time is Rabban. Why does Chacham say that an Ainin is not allowed to eat Bikurim? The Chesivit says in the Pasuk, and this Pasuk groups together many different types of foods, and it says, You are not allowed to eat it in your gates, meaning you have to eat it in your Shalim. In the beginning of the Pasuk, it talks about Maeser Sheni, This is what it says at the end of the Pasuk, Elu Bikurim. The word Chumas Yodecha is talking about Bikurim. The Iskash, Bikurim Lameiser, we compare Bikurim to Meiser Shani. Ma Meiser, just like Meiser Shani, Asr Lo'inen, is not allowed to be eaten by an Oinen. Af Bikurim Asr Lo'inen, so to Bikurim is not allowed to be eaten by an Oinen. For Abshemin, what is he darshin? Chuma Karenu Rachmano. The Torah calls Bikurim in this Pasuk, Truma Asyodecha. It's called Truma. So we compare it to Truma. Ketruma. Ma Truma Mataras Lo'inen, just like Truma is permitted for an Oinen. Af Bikurim Mutar Lo'inen, so to Bikurim is permitted for an Oinen. For Abshemin, we continue to ask on him, Nay the Hekish Leslie. You're right, he doesn't have a hekesh. We're not comparing Maeser Shani to Bikurim. But Simcha Mia Mechtav Ksivabahu, it says Simcha in regards to Bikurim. The Chsivit says in the Pasuk, and you shall rejoice with all the good that Hashem has given you. So you should eat it in a state of Simcha and not in a state of Aninas. The Gemara answers, That's coming to tell us you have to eat it at a time or a season of rejoicing. But it doesn't necessarily have to be eaten in a state of rejoicing. We have a Mishnah, if a person wants to bring Bikurim from Shvuas until Sukkis, maybe he could bring Bikurim. Vikare, and he even reads the special psukim that are connected to Bikurim. That's because that is the height of Simcha. That is when the actual harvest is taking place, and that's considered a time of Simcha. But Mehachag Var Chanukah, if he wants to bring Bikurim from Sukkot until Chanukah, maybe he could bring Bikurim Ve'enukare. He does not read the psukim. That's not considered the height of Simcha, but we see that we're darshing Simcha as the time of Simcha and not necessarily in a state of Simcha. And we continue darshaning psukim about matzah, tan rabbanan, lechem aini. It says lechem aini, prat, that excludes lechalot ula shisha. A person is not allowed to use chalot for matzah or ashisha for matzah. Now, ashisha is easy. That's talking about a very large loaf, like a very large matzah. And chalot is machlek, is rishain what it is, but it's talking about something that's very chashav. And the Brazil continues, pasadra. A person might think he's not yoytzeh's chiv unless he eats pashadra, which is matzah made out of very coarse flour. Now, Rashi explains hadra as a lashon of hadar, beauty, meaning its beauty has been removed. This means whole grain flour because it still has its brain, and this is very coarse. So you might think that you're only going to be able to achieve a matzah made with such flour. Tamalama, the Bryce says, Matos, Matos, Reba, this is inclusion, Vafiluk Matos, Shlame, even like the Matos of Shlame Melch made with the finest of flowers, that's permitted. Imkain asked the Bryce of Matamalama Lechem Aini, so why does it say Lechem Aini? Prat Lechalt Lashisha, that excludes Chalt and Ashisha, they're too Chashev, and you can't use that as Matzah. And now the Gemara just explains, Umay Mashmad Hayashisha, Lishna the Chashivusa, 
How can we infer from the word Ashisha that it means Chashuv? Tachsev, it says in the Pasuk, and this is talking about the Sudas the Shlem HaMelch used to make, he used to make these extremely extravagant Sudas and give out tons of food to everyone. And it says in the Pasuk, and he apportioned to all the nation, to all the multitudes of the Jews, from man to woman, to each person, one loaf of bread, and one Eshpar, and one Ashisha. Eshpar Echad, what is that? Mishisha Bepar. He gave everyone one-sixth of a cow. Eshpar is a sixth of a cow. And Ashisha Echad, what is that? Mishisha Ba'efa. The loaf of bread that he gave was made of a sixth of an ephah, which is at minimum a loaf made out of six pounds of flour, which is a huge loaf. So we see that Ashisha is a lashon of Chashuv, and therefore you can't use it as matzah. However, Uplikit the Shmuel, this is not like Shmuel the Amr Shmuel. He says, Ashisha is really Garba the Chamra. It's a flask of wine. The Chesivit says in the Pasuk, Ashishe Anavim, those that love Ashishim of grapes, meaning a flask of wine. So we have this little machlekes about what Ashisha is, but we see that you are not allowed to use Ashisha or Chalot as matzah, because that's considered too Chashuv, and that's not considered Lechem Aini. We're going to pause here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.